Morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time now. And as we open your word, we open our hearts, open our eyes and ears. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would speak. Speak through me, but more importantly, speak into each heart what you would have them to hear. And I pray that we may learn something about ourselves or something about you, God, or something about your kingdom. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I was thinking about a word that people who are this don't ever use this word. It's only after you stop being this that you use this word. Legalists. Right? People who are legalists do not describe themselves that way. What is a legalist? A legalist is someone who attempts to satisfy the just demands of God by their own works. Sadly, that has crept into the church a lot, and we, we come to Jesus and we are saved, and then we begin to perform for God to somehow justify his demands by our good works, by what we can do, by, see, haven't I done this for you, God? So these people have either refused God's offer of grace, or they've never heard of it. Um... The problem with being a legalist, it doesn't work. And so, you end up feeling cursed and condemned because nobody has perfectly kept the law. In James chapter 2, verse 10, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. That's the problem with trying to keep the law. You can be really good at it. And I would say this about evil people. Evil people are mostly pretty good people. Except for when they're being evil. Right? Like Hitler didn't walk around kicking dogs. He was a nice guy except for when he was being Hitler. And I would say that about most people. Most mass murderers are nice people. Except when they're killing people. That's the way this works. And so we look at ourselves and we say, well, I was, I'm not so bad. I'm not as bad as, I'm not too bad. Well, we're more like light bulbs. I'm old. I have never seen a light bulb repair shop. Light bulbs do not become repaired. Light bulbs work or they don't work. When a light bulb fails, it's failed. If you are trying to live by the law and you fail on one point, you're guilty of it all. There is no coming back. Galatians 3.10 For all who rely on works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. When you take on the law to try to prove that you're good, you're doomed to fail because you're under a curse. Because you can't undo what you've done. And you can't start at this point and not break the law. Guilt, condemnation, feeling cursed. That's all what happens. Verse 11 and 12. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law. For the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith. Rather, the one who does these shall live by them. So if you're going to live by the law, 
You're going to live by the law and die by the law. Or the righteous shall live by faith. So that's what I want to talk to you this morning. What's it look like to live by faith? Um, the law is not based on faith. Now let me, let me clarify. What do I mean by the law? Well, the overall thing is the righteous requirements that God has placed on his creation. Or you could go back to the Old Testament law that was given to Moses. You know, the, all the commands living. Or just to make it simple, let's just call it the Ten Commandments. Because we all know that the Ten Commandments are good and you should obey and keep the Ten Commandments. And if you do obey and keep the Ten Commandments, then God will be happy. That's not true. That's just a lie. I don't care how many times you heard it in Sunday school. It's not true. Or from the pulpit. It's not true. Those who live under the law are cursed. Ten Commandments, curse. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, what is, is Tony saying I can do whatever I want? No. God still has his righteous requirements that he wants us to live by. What we're talking about is how can I comply and be in obedience to the righteous requirements of God? And on this side, I can try. And on this side, I can live by faith. What's it look like to live by faith? Well, verses that we're still in Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. We're saved through faith. We receive the Holy Spirit through faith. We live through faith. Faith is everything. Matter of fact, um, everybody lives by faith. Everything is done by faith. So, Christ became a curse for us so that in Jesus the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Abraham, the father of faith, right? That can come to us, the non-Jews. Um, under law, we try to change people's behavior. Right? Smoking is bad for you. You should stop smoking. Here's the seven words you shouldn't say, and especially not on TV. Don't say these words. Don't dress like this. Don't watch movies like this. Don't read books like this. Don't watch TV shows like that. Don't go here. Don't go there. Don't associate with those people. Right? Because we want to change people's behavior. So we start out with the Ten Commandments. And then what do we have to do to obey the Ten Commandments? We add more laws. Right? Because, well, if you're not supposed to get drunk, then don't go where there's alcohol. And don't frequent stores that serve alcohol. And don't go to grocery stores that sell alcohol. And don't associate with people that drink alcohol. 
Let's just sew our lips shut so we can't consume alcohol. What law do we have to put on so that we can obey the law? That's the way it is with legalists and why they are legalists. They start out with something that is the righteous requirement of God and then we keep adding and adding and adding and adding and adding so that we can keep the law of God, but it doesn't work. Right? So here at church it's fun for me because this is the holy place of God and we worship God here and then laws get added to that like don't run in church. Like somehow don't run in church equals reverence for God. Here, everything has rules. I'll make a rule. Don't bleed on the carpet. It's hard to clean it up. Bleed outside, please. There. Covered. Under the law... We try to change people's behavior. Under the grace of God, we change what we believe, which determines what we do, which is why repentance is so important. Repentance literally means change your mind. You know, I'm walking this way, and I have a change of mind, and I turn and I walk this way. That's repentance. Change your mind. Change your mind. Let's see, how's that verse go? That mankind would be renewed by the changing of their behavior? That's not how that verse goes, is it? Be renewed by the changing of our minds. Change your mind. Now, we're talking about the grace of God. Okay? So let's talk about trying to change your mind without the grace of God. Okay, so now I'm on my own, living outside of God, and I want to change my mind. How do I do it? I really don't know. I, I've thought about this a lot. You know, I wanted to change my mind, and I wanted to change my mind, and I wanted to change my mind, and then one day my mind changed. And what happened? And I don't know. I don't know what happened. But here's what I know under the grace of God. I am now divinely enabled by the Spirit of God to change my mind. We have received the promise of the Holy Spirit and we live in that strength. It's no longer up to me to change my mind. Trying to change behavior without changing who we are and what we believe leads either to legalism or to license. So, I see what Jesus looks like and I see me and I begin to work on me so that I look like Jesus. So I have to start under my own power, it becomes legalism. Don't do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do this, do that. Or it becomes license, which means I give up. License is the word where licentiousness comes from and it means I can do whatever I want. Um, the problem with being a legalist which is what the Pharisees were. And this is what Jesus said to them. I need a longer remote control. Whoop. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. This is what Jesus says to the legalist. On the outside, you look pretty clean. On the inside, full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. That's the problem with legalism. 
It's a pose. A righteous pose. But it's just a pose. It's acting. Because there's been no change of heart. The other way with that is, is license. And in Galatians chapter 5 it says, If you live by faith, you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So, how do we live by faith? Here's the good news. Everyone lives by faith. The issue is, what's your faith in? Everyone lives by faith. Faith is one of the operating principles of life. Let me give you an example. I have to use Hiawatha because I can't give this example in Highland. In Hiawatha here on 1st Street down by the Bread Bowl, there is a traffic light. Red, yellow, green. When you came to church or when you leave church and you go down that street and you see that it's green, you will keep moving. Why? Because you believe that the other traffic sees a red light and that they will obey it and stop. That, my friends, is living by faith. Now, what happens if the light's broken and it's green on all four sides? And you drive up there and somebody else drives up there and you have a near miss or you don't miss and there's a crash. <clears throat> How will you treat stoplights after that? You're, the object of your faith is prone, proven to be flawed and you won't put your faith in that you'll put your faith in your ability to see and stop okay everybody lives by faith <clears throat> I have an app on my phone that I can get out and it will tell me what time the sun rises tomorrow and it will be correct because the faith in the solar system is a pretty good source and everybody does that right how do we keep time how do we know what day it is? The seasons, all that, are all determined by the solar system. We all put our faith in that. We plant in April and May, and we harvest in September, October, November because we put our faith in the solar system. We can trust it. Everybody you know lives by faith. We don't even think about it because we believe these things to be true. You all believe that these wooden benches you're sitting upon are able to hold you up. So you came in and you just sat down on them, living by faith that that wood would not fail you. You probably ate something this morning. By faith, you put something in your body that you assume is going to make you healthy and not kill you. You live by faith. So when we talk about living by faith, it's not that we don't know how to live by faith. The issue is what is the object of our faith. What are we putting our faith in? So, when it comes to God and living by the righteous requirements of God, we either put our faith in our own ability to be good, which is flawed, or we put our faith in what God says about us. So, I've been kind of going through a thing. You know, I started with who I am in Christ. Right? Who are you? Who are you is who Jesus says you are. 
Now, will you, do you believe what Jesus says about you? See, this is what we talk about. Word, what have you chosen as the object of your faith? Either you heard what God said through Jesus about who you are, and you choose to believe that, or you've chosen to believe something else. So, as you were getting dressed this morning, most likely there was a mirror involved in this process. What did you say when you saw the mirror? You know what God said when he sees you? Oh, look at this one. My beloved, I love you so. What did you say when you saw you in the mirror this morning? This is going to take some work. Right? What did you see? And what did you say in the mirror when you saw yourself? And do you think that's what God said when he saw you? No. That's not what he said. Because he loves you and he made you. So, you've heard me say this many times. If you want to know what you believe, look at what you've done. James says it like this. We show our faith by our works. See, our faith is visible to everyone because everyone can see what we do. What do you do? Aha, we've come full circle. We started talking about how can you live right and keep the righteous requirements of God? How do you behave? What do you do? What determines that? What you believe. You see, people will not always live out what they profess. But they will always live out what they believe. I hate that. You know? Because I profess all these things I believe and then I see what I do. And then I'm confronted with the truth of what I really believe. Because you will always act based on what you believe. So how do we get faith? Well, we have faith. How do we get faith in God? Not by striving for it. The kingdom of heaven is just so funny that so many things that we want in the kingdom of heaven we don't get by pursuit of them they come as fruit of something else we get faith by resting in it trusting God believing him you get to choose the object of your faith see that's that's the bad news right the good news is I'm living by faith. The bad news is I'm in charge of what the object of my faith is. And I have a long history of life, right? That has been used to teach me and train me to form me into what I think I am. Same with you. Like when you're bullied, how do you respond? I heard somebody the other day say they were an armadillo when they're bullied. 
That means they roll up in a ball and let somebody else kick them. How do you respond when you're a bully? Become a bigger bully? What's your response? What did you learn to do from your childhood to now? Rage? Tears? What, what was it? You see, you have placed your faith in that. This is how I deal with bullies. I'll do this. What I'm offering this morning is for you the opportunity to consider that what you believe about this is not true and that God has something different that is true. Pray for those who curse you. Right? Love those. Love your enemy. Love your neighbor. Love your spouse. Love yourself. Love God. I'm pretty sure somewhere in there you'll find how you're supposed to respond. Which do you believe? Because that's how you'll respond. So as part of assessment, as you consider what you did today or yesterday, why did you do what you did? Right? You, you know that, that thing that happened yesterday or this week or whatever it was and you're thinking, oh no, I don't... Where did that come from and why did you do that? Where is your faith misplaced in that? You get to choose. Way back in the Old Testament. Choose who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So how do we begin this journey of living by faith in God that changes our behavior? Repentance is where we start. So I responded in this situation improperly, not wholly. I renounce that and repent and change my mind. Now if we're living outside of the grace of God and we're trying to do that, then it's all up to me to change my mind. But remember, we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is at work restoring your heart so that it can believe the truth of God. So we step into this process and renounce the lie that we have been living by. And we declare and proclaim the truth of God. Because we now have the power of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled to make those choices. You see, you chose to believe the lie. You have just as much power to choose to believe the truth. And I hate to put it that way because we all love, I, I'm old, I remember Flip Wilson from the 70s, the devil made me do it. We all love that mentality that I'm not sinning because of me, I'm sinning because of you. That's much more comfortable for each of us, but that's not true. I'm sinning because of me and the unbelief I have in my heart. You just happen to be the agent that triggered it. You're not sinning because of someone else. You're sinning because of you and what you believe. So here I am. I've sinned. I hate my sin. Sin destroys relationships right 
Sin gives Satan an opportunity to come in and push me farther away from God. I hate sin. That's the place we want to start. What do you think about sin? When I look at your sin, oh, it's nasty. But my sin, you know, it's not so bad, and I've kind of got it under control. Again, that's not true. It's what we comfort ourselves with. At least I'm not Hitler. I haven't kicked a dog for a month. The comparison is one of the first things we need to change our minds about. I stand before God as who I am. And there is unbelief in my heart. And that unbelief causes me to sin. And I hate that. I never want to sin again. Ever. That's where we start. Come and cleanse my heart, Jesus. Set me free from my past sins. And now we move forward. And I find unbelief, belief in lies in my heart. What do I do? Renounce that. That's not true and that's not what I believe. Well, what do you believe? What did God say about the matter? Right? That's what you believe. A lot of times we're all so defensive and feel the need to protect and defend ourselves. And do we need to do that? We don't need to defend ourselves. Why? We have an advocate, Jesus Christ, who defends us. I don't need to defend myself. Okay? So can I break the agreement that I have to defend myself and to protect my honor? Can I give that up and let Jesus protect me? What does God think of me? He thinks I'm his beautiful, holy child. I said think. I'd like to amend that. He knows because he made me that. See, when I know that, when you're around somebody who thinks you're beautiful and thinks you're strong, how do you act? You can just see it in people's body language as you start to give them compliments and they believe what you said. They'll be standing like this, and the next all hunched over and small. And as they start hearing the compliments, they stand up straighter and their shoulders go back and their head rises. They're being filled with who they really are. You can just see it in people. Try it. The same thing happens to you when you believe what God says. Where does Jesus live? Well, he's everywhere, but he lives within me. Really? You believe that really? That Jesus is in you? How would you be different if you thought Jesus was in you? See, it changes things. It changes things. So there's these things that we see that God says, but we're just not able yet to believe it. This is where the power of God comes in. The Holy Spirit transforming you by the renewal of your mind. Let me tell you, 
If you sit here and say, I can't believe that. There's no way I could do that. I can't love those people. There's no way that can happen. I'll guarantee your success at that. You'll be right about 100% of the time. If you say, I can't do it, you probably can't. Now, I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking because you're not going to make yourself seven foot tall and bulletproof by thinking you are. But what can, you can make yourself be is what Jesus says you are by his word and the work he's done. And living in that makes you a glorious human being, which is what you are and what you've been created to be. You think that would change the way you act and the way you spoke and the way you thought? Yes, my friends, it'll change everything about you. You'll be transformed. A new creation is what Jesus says you are. But here's the part. It always comes back to you. You, by the power of God, get to choose what you will believe. What is the object of your faith? You get to choose that. It is not harder to believe the truth than it is to believe a lie. That's a lie. You can believe the truth. You can. Be adamant. Stand up. Put your foot down. Say it out loud. I believe what God says. What did he say? I believe that. That's who I am. That's how I live. Can I forgive? Of course I can forgive. God made me able to forgive. Can I love? Of course I can love. Oh, I couldn't love them. See how we start hedging and backing up? Oh, I couldn't do that. And that wouldn't, no, that just wouldn't work out. I can't do that. I better stay back over here where I was. Renounce those lies, my friend. You can believe what God says is true about you. And it will change the way you live. You can spend all kinds of time making up lists and rules and regulations to try to get you to conform to the righteous requirements of God. And you will fail and be full of condemnation and cursed. Or you can put that effort, that striving, into believing the truth. Resting in the faith of God. And your behavior will change. Because you always live out what you believe. There's the truth of that. And the smack in the face of that again, right? What did you do this week? I guarantee you lived out what you believed. What are you going to do this week? Well, if you don't change your beliefs, you're going to continue to do what you did last week. But if you change your beliefs, you will change your actions. So, okay. I've recognized a lie that I've been believing, and I renounce that, and I declare my belief in the, in the truth of God. And then something comes up, and I get jilted and tilted, and I fall back to my old way. Well, it doesn't work. I'm doomed. Not true, my friends. Renounce it again. Confess the truth again. How many things in life do you have to do over and over and over? I wish I could mow the yard once a summer and that would be it. Doesn't work that way, does it? 
I wish the dishes would stay clean. Doesn't work that way, does it? I wish my belief would stay in God. It doesn't work that way. It's supposed you have an enemy who's always trying to knock you off. So when he knocks you off, you renounce the lie, reclaim and proclaim the truth, and keep moving forward. It's not the end. Where's the shame from God because you've sinned? There is no shame from God when you sin. There is forgiveness and mercy and restoration through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I wipe the dirt off of myself, I get back up, I claim the truth again, and I move forward in that truth. Will I fail again? I probably will fail again at some point. Do I want to? No. Is it okay? Do I just blow it off? No, I take it seriously every time. What do I do? Confess what I did. Renounce it. Claim the truth. And move forward with Jesus Christ restoring my heart and him living in me and through me. And things change. And things change. Jesus is restoring your heart. Your mind is changing. And your behavior bears the fruit of that. Quit focusing on your bad behavior and put your focus on the truth of God. Resting in faith in Him. And He will change you from the inside out. I got one more verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written the righteous shall live by faith. Want to be righteous? Of course we do. How do you accomplish that? Live by faith. Believe what God says is true. Declare the truth that God declares. Rest in that truth. That is who you are. That is how you live. In the truth of God. And righteousness is the result of that. Jesus, um, help to open our eyes. Help us to see the unbelief. The things that we believe that are just not true. Shine your light, Holy Spirit. Reveal those things to us. That when we see them and find them, we can renounce them. And then Holy Spirit, teach us the truth. Show us what is true. Help us to lean on one another to discover that truth and learn what it is. That we might believe in you, God. That we would put our faith in you. That our actions would change based on that faith. That you would be glorified love and mercy would be spread and that the kingdom would come. We pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen.